This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse 95. Future Talk. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse95. Lots and lots is happening both in the UAE and around the world. So what's what's new today in the world of space? What's popping? <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys. Uh, so... Today, obviously, we know that there will be a meteor shower over the skies of the UAE, and we're going to give you an update on how and when it's going to happen Mm -hmm. and what time. Earlier this week, Omni and I did talk about the meteor showers and how they might not happen in the next around 120 years. So it is something to pay attention to. Yes, indeed. But around the world, Google is trying to make its name and its presence be known because they are going to be turning Android phones into earthquake sensors. Honestly, when I read the this story, I was definitely moved because Apple might just lose its position as an, an environmental uh, tool, to be honest. Because can lose? you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine being able to sense earthquakes with an Android phone? No, that's crazy. I mean, Google is doing a lot for Android as it, Android is Google owned. But Omnia, we're also going to be talking about a Rafid application which does help create an efficient ecosystem for the accurate and timely reporting of traffic accidents right here in Sharjah. A lot of people might remember Saad. Mm. Uh, and after Saad, we did get to Rafid. And so far, it is great. It's very initiative when it comes to technology. Yes, indeed. A lot of people may not know about this application. So we're going to be telling you about one of the fastest ways to be able to report traffic accidents. But coming up on Future Talk as well, we're going to be talking about A gadget that is helping direct people of determination, especially those who have uh, visual disabilities. How can we use FS to direct people with limited vision? This is going to be coming up in just a few moments. Yes. And have you ever Googled yourself? And uh, (laughs) I used to Google myself back in the day, 10, 15 years ago. But have you ever Googled yourself and you never had an actual... You didn't have a say on what what you can do. And uh, your probably Facebook account or whatever would come up. But now Google is testing a new profile card that will let you add yourself to search results. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see what kind of profile card will I have. Will it be like Wikipedia? Who knows? Who knows? And can we actually edit those cards? Lots and lots is going to be coming up right here on Future Talk. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, but do you know what else is in the world, Omnia? Stars. Stars. Up in the skies. Up in the sky. (laughs) And meteor showers. And meteor showers. (laughs) Big rocks of fireballs and flames. And we're going to tell you everything you need to know about this natural spectacle that is due to start or due to finish. (laughs) So what happened, Omnia? Let me tell you what happened. So late last night, early this morning, uh, meteor showers were actually lighting up the skies from dusk till dawn quite literally across the globe and right here in the UAE we were actually lucky enough to be able to catch a few of them so not many people were actually talking about being able to see them one of the reasons being uh, is how hazy it has been but what we were 
but what we were actually able to see is the leftover icy comets that were crashing into the Earth's atmosphere. So for those of you who don't know how meteor showers happen, it typically whenever the Earth passes through cosmic wastes, the bits and bytes of those debris actually pierce the sky at a very high speed that when they burst into our atmosphere, they tend to create this sparkling display that is very similar to that of fireworks. And this is exactly why we tend to call this effect the fireball effect because they literally look like fireballs up in the sky. But uh, yesterday was actually the day when it was supposed to uh, achieve its peak hours. And today you might be able to have a chance to see about 60 shooting stars uh, across the sky per hour. So we're talking about quite a celestial show, if I may say so myself. Yes, so many, 100%. Even NASA took it to Twitter to tweet about it. And uh, on, on the NASA's Twitter post, it did say, Rich and bright meteors and fireballs, the Perseids meteor shower is one of the best of the year. Mm -hmm. And its peak was or is August 11th and 12th. And uh, I mean, NASA so you might have a chance to see it today if you missed it yesterday. Yeah, you might have a chance to see it later tonight. And uh, basically, you have to go, like Omnia said, it was a little bit cloudy, a little bit, you know, uh, you can't hazy. Yeah, hazy. You can't see clearly. So if you're really avid about it and you want to go and see it, you can. You should go to the desert as the desert uh, it's kind of, it's more clear as you don't have buildings, you don't have uh, kind of areas around it mm -hmm. that uh, could shine light. So there you have only the light from the moon and the stars. Absolutely. But let's move a little bit away from space and get back to Earth. More specifically, the land of Earth. Because we're talking about Google turning Android phones into earthquake centers. Now this is earthquake sensors. Now this is this is definitely a tongue twister, but this is definitely uh, one of the best ways for us to be able to make use out of technology to prevent, hopefully, or at least seek safety whenever we know that a natural disaster is on its way. Now, Omnia, if you don't know that, but Japan, Mexico, and California actually already use land-based sensors to generate warnings uh, and obviously this come to, uh, to cut injuries and property damage by giving people uh, a kind of a heads up and for, so they can go further away from the epicenter of the earthquake and uh, kind of protect themselves before the shaking starts. Now if Google does approach for detecting and alerting prove effective, warnings would reach more people including for the first time in Indonesia and other developing countries that do have a few traditional sensors. Now these countries are a little bit uh, underdeveloped, so they don't have mm -hmm. the. I mean, you can't you can't get the information across to everyone. Absolutely, and Google has been definitely in talks to turn its smartphones into many seismographs. Now, for those of you who don't know, seismographs actually tend to measure the tremors of the Earth, and they'll be able to alert us as humans if an earthquake is on its way. But it's all being built on a very special algorithm that will be made for public safety. More than 2.5 billion devices, including some tablets, are currently running on Google's Android mm -hmm. operating system. So if this does become a success, we're looking at an army of devices actually alerting us before any earthquake. Yeah, and Omnia actually, Android is being used in a lot of tablets devices all across the globe as it is easier to have uh, android software or, or os on a device than it True. is apple because apple uh, the ios apple apple's ios is only for apple devices True. but with, with android you can have it on samsung huawei whatever kind of phone you do have 
you can have that app 100%. on it. But now, when we talk about how would the phone be able to measure the earthquakes, the, uh, what Google will be doing is basically installing sensors on those phones that will measure both the direction and the force of motion. So if you are holding your phone in a landscape or a portrait mode, this will be able to activate the sensors and basically uh, give users up to a minute of notice before an earthquake actually happens. Yeah, and if the phone actually does detect an earthquake, they actually do send their city-level location mm -hmm. to Google, which then can triangulate the epicenter and even estimate the magnitude wow. with as few as several hundred reports. So it's quick, it's accurate, and it's there to save lives. But so far, Omnia, unfortunately, the system will not work in regions which do include China, where actually Google's Play mm. services are blocked. So, so you need to have the Google Play services for you yes. to be able to access it. Now, Google is expecting to issue its first alerts based on uh, the accelerometer readings, which we talked about. They measure both the force and the direction of the earthquake hopefully early next year but it's also planning to feed alerts uh, for free for all those businesses who want to automatically let's say shut off elevators gas lines and other systems mm -hmm. before the shaking starts so it's also allowing business uh, to become alerted to this now to test its alerting abilities, Google is going to be drawing in California from traditional government seismograph readings to alert Android users about earthquakes, which is very similar to the notifications that people tend to receive about kidnappings or even floodings. Mm. Uh, it's definitely a great initiative by Google. It is, Omnia, but I kind of wonder how come, uh, like, why can't they just send a message instead of having that software implemented? You know what I'm I, saying? Yeah. Instead, instead of messing like with the software and the hardware. Mm. For example, on the... We're here in the UAE. We're lucky. If yeah, like, like the, S, the, the Amber alerts that we were getting, for yeah. example, when we were in lockdown. Hey, you have an hour left until you need to go home mm. or else you will be you will be fine and, uh, and measures will, consequential measures will be taken against you. Yeah. So I was wondering how come they can't have a system like that. But obviously... They have the reasons, and this is a great initiative by Google, just like you said, Omnia. Mm. And this is made to save lives. Absolutely. Let us know. Are you excited for Android to launch such a feature, more specifically Google? But coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking about a very helpful uh, application for anyone who lives right here in Sharjah, especially if you are looking to report traffic accidents very easily, very simply, and without any phone calls. Just an app, one tap away. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Gone are the days when we actually have to pick up the phone and make a phone call, whether it is to order groceries or even call the police. Because right here in Sharjah, we are lucky to have one application that can do it all. And this application is called Rafid, spelled R-A-F-I-D. Uh, now, Rafid is definitely a great app because it basically creates like an ecosystem where you can report any traffic accident in Sharjah at a very fast pace and receive support and help at optimal timing as well. Yes, I mean, it offers actually drivers the ability to report traffic-related incidents in Sharjah mm -hmm. efficiently. And it is on the opening the user side application. Mm -hmm. The user can actually easily view the location of nearby police stations on the map as well. So mm -hmm. not only if you have a traffic accident, if you want to file a police report, you can do as well. And if you can't, you can request an officer button, which will be provided in that app, and it will alert a Rafid officer to their location 
in case of emergency. Now, the best part about this app is you don't necessarily have to describe the location of where you are. Since it's, like it's an app... Send, send location, just like on WhatsApp. Exactly. So it will basically be able to locate you wherever you are right here in Sharjah or even in the UAE. And it'll even give you tips on what should you do if you do get an, into an accident. Now, we all know sometimes just the shock of the accident itself, hopefully none of us will be uh, will experience yeah. this, but the shock of the accident or the trauma itself will sometimes freeze your brain, you know? It activates the adrenaline the, is pumping. Yeah, and you're, it activates you're, you're the fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Like, do I? what do I do now? And on the app, if you were to download it, you'll, the first thing you'll find whenever you press on the button to report an accident is... An advice telling you, please move to a safe location first and try not to obstruct traffic. And then it'll ask you to actually confirm your location and you press on the red button, which basically tells you to report the accident. Now, Omnia, that is amazing. Why? Because sometimes, Mm -hmm. Omnia, uh, maybe someone doesn't speak English or Arabic Mm -hmm. and they have trouble communicating with that officer. So sending that location directly and sending the location, sometimes we kind of take it for granted true now do you remember only the last time you had to kind of direct someone to your house yes. or to a location it went badly it went badly i mean it's it very went. confusing yeah. so sending a location on what on whatsapp or sending a location in general mm-hmm. having those coordinates set especially when it's an emergency worker who is there to help you mm. makes their life ten thousand times easier as is yours because we all be, i've been in that situation a couple of years back on yeah i got into a little bit of fender bender Back in my university days, I was on the phone and I was mm-hmm. trying to communicate with them. I'm at this place. On the they, they had a hard time. It took them about an hour to get there mm. just because they were lost of my directions. I was kind of in that mood. Like, I don't, I'm trying to explain. It's hot. At the same time, I'm, uh, my mind wasn't with me. True. So having this is very, very important. And I'm glad that it's, it's, it's actually being implemented here. And actually, only the GPS inter- integration with the application does ensure that the location of the incident is automatically sent with a questionnaire. So obviously, when you do report that accident, a questionnaire will come up. Are you okay? Do you need medical help? Do you need ambulance to be provided? Do you need a police officer Mm. to be provided? 100%. And actually, through the application, you can fill out that questionnaire instead of waiting for the police officers to get to you. Now, uh, the questionnaire templates are actually available to the users to report different kinds of incidents. So you you don't just have one... uh, one template to fill you can either report a minor accident mm-hmm. uh, ask for a recovery service find ne- the nearest police station or even call 800 drafted and and omnia what's amazing i don't know if many people hopefully you guys don't get into accidents but mm. earlier this year someone hit me from behind mm. and it was really quick and simple yeah all you have so when Rafid, i'm gonna go through the process with them if mm-hmm. you don't use the application i haven't before <laughs> inshallah you don't you inshallah, don't, don't, you don't get it I'm going to take you through the process. So you'll call, Mm. they'll come, and that's without sending location, not using technology. And when the officer comes, he'll he'll have a tablet on him. He'll take pictures of the accident. He'll ask what happened, take pictures of the road, and then within 15 minutes, five minutes, Mm. he'll give you a police report online. You're good to go. But with this questionnaire Mm. being on that app, you can actually make the job easier, and you can be in and out quicker Mm. because instead of you... Instead of you waiting for the officer, you can take a picture of the car, you can take a picture of the road, upload it to that application, and if you need a recovery vehicle to come and take your car, mm. instead of waiting for Rafit to, to declare it as a total loss or whatever, you can actually call recovery from that app, from the app. So it does make life easier. And this just goes to show, again, the beauty of technology and how efficient 
it is and when it's used in the right places it can make our life 10,000 times easier 100% you definitely walked us through how to use this application very seamlessly and uh, as you mentioned Hani the e-incident uh, reports that are available on the application will basically cover all information that you need to provide to the police from your insurance uh, details to the police reference and all the other purposes that you might need during an accident now Away from all those accidents, I hope you are all driving very safely on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, always pay attention. Don't use your phone. Don't text and drive, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but if, God forbid, you happen to come into an accident, make sure you remember Rafid Accident Unit, R-A-F-I-D, is the name of the app. Down- and it's, yeah. yeah, Let them download the app. Keep, keep it, it on. on their you phone. never know when you'll need it. A-, a lot of times I have apps on my phone just for the sole purpose when I do need them, even though I don't use them a lot. And uh, I mean, you can have that report being emailed to uh, being emailed to you, or even mm. being emailed to your insurance. So less paperwork for you. Everything very digital, quick, much faster. Very quick. Absolutely. Let us know if you have had this app downloaded before, or if you have used it yourself. Text us in at four two one five door to salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse ninety five radio. Coming up, we're going to be talking about a very interesting gadget that has been helping people of determination more specifically people with limited vision keep pulse 95 locked we'll be right back you're You're listening listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 gadget of the day new tech you might want to play with Ladies and gentlemen, Harvard students are back at it again because they have designed a haptic feedback vest to direct people of determination. Now, this is amazing on the end, and we always bring you fun gadgets, but Mm. this gadget is fun and it's important because it will actually help people with limited vision to get their way around wherever they want to go. Absolutely. Now, wearable tech uh, has definitely been gaining a lot of traction in the healthcare industry. It's made to make everyone's lives easier from doctors, nurses, even patients. And uh, from heartbeat analyzing bands that we've been seeing uh, more and more often with our Fitbits and our Apple Watches and Galaxy Watches to to tumor detecting bands. These wearables are definitely here to serve very different purposes. Every single wearable tends to fit a different need. Amiya, when you hear the word Galaxy Watches, do you remember what comes to mind? Galaxy Watches? Galaxy the Chocolate? Exactly. I can't <laughs> take it seriously. I have a Galaxy Watch. I'm like, I just feel, I imagine uh, the chocolate. Or you know what? The watches that had like, as a kid, the space uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, designs and all that. That didn't That's, work. It just had, yep. it, it was for looks. Yep. But Omnia. Yeah. Explain to me how, what kind of sense of ease will these people have? Well, this wearable, this vest is definitely uh, designed to help people with limited vision. And as you mentioned, Hani, this is definitely the brainchild of students from Harvard. They created this wearable device to help navigate people who are partially sighted much more easily. Now, uh, the launch of of the startup is actually uh, called Foresight, and students managed to basically design a vest-like wearable. It uses advanced levels of computer vision technology and soft robotics. So this basically means that the vest connects to the user's smartphone camera, and uh, it's placed below their neck, so you basically wear it just like you would a typical vest, and the camera will tell the user where the objects are so your phone will basically yeah your phone will basically become your your eyes it'll Mm. direct you on where you should go and 
as you mentioned, Hani, it's a haptic vest. So it will basically give you haptic feedback, which basically would mean uh, vibrations or n- tiny nudges to direct those uh, partially sighted individuals on where to go. But just like many wearable devices use vibration, uh, this vest will also communicate with its users using these uh, sensations as well. Now, this new device, though, takes it to the next level and gives you a very comfortable feeling by inflating on your chest. So uh, it's very comfortable to use, very comfortable to wear, but also has its own purpose. Now, Omnia, when, when I think about this and you're talking about the nudging or vibrating, it's also with the stick. It also kind of implements the same feeling with the stick mm. that blind people use to hit yeah. the walls because how do they know that there's an object in the way? Because, well, they have the reaction from this, the striking or hitting of True. a wall. And Omnia... I just, I, I mean, I'm looking and I'm, I'm just amazed of how technology has, has came to, came to this, and that now our cameras or our phones are our eyes, and unfortunately, people with determination, uh, they can use this to, to, to make their lives to gain independence. Gain yeah. independence. That's a very good point. I mean, gain independence because. We, you and I have talked about this on before on the air before Omnia mm-hmm. that unfortunately people with determination people of determination they feel very they don't feel independent they feel that they depend on people and they don't feel like they can move around in their own on their own shoes because of whatever uh, disability they have so I mean just looking at it just puts put something in your mind yeah. Omnia that with technology how far are we gonna go that one day people with determination are just going to be like they, they are they are just like you and I but can do things that they couldn't do before absolutely you're 100% right because such technology is definitely giving them this uh, as we mentioned before sense of independence but also removing that feeling of being a burden to someone else a lot of uh, people a lot of the people of determination tend to have a caretaker uh, be on their yes. you know by their side at all times unless their disability does not require one but with a technology like this we're talking about honestly not having to need anyone to lead you the way um, as long as you use such a vest and it works very efficiently as we mentioned it will put pressure on your body uh, and which will basically measure the distance you have between different objects and with the smartphone camera both together will equip you and basically become your new set of eyes yes Omnia and and I'm, I'm thinking in the coming months or years they'll implement mm. AI with it mm. because that way Omnia you'll have your own personal assistant in True. your ears guiding you hey you have an object on your left hey you have an object on your right step over that crack so hopefully soon I'm, I'm very excited about what kind of engineering is coming out with with this vest and I mean let us know 4215 do you have someone in your family who who, who is a person of determination or people of determination and do they have a uh, impaired vision and would you want them to have this vest 4215 Duarte Salat absolutely or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio coming up on Future Talk we're gonna be one of my favorite stories honestly we're gonna be talking about it googling yourself but this time it's coming with uh, a spiced up version of googling yourself because who knows you may just be able to tell Google exactly how you want to be portrayed keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back you're You're listening to Pulse95 Ninety-five. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 
Typically, we tend to tell others, friends, family, whoever we meet for the very first time, to go ahead and Google ourselves. It's become a challenge nowadays, especially between youngsters. And Googling ourselves is going to become a whole other, it will take a whole other shape and form very, very soon. <laughs> yes, Omnia. I mean, I, will, I remember when I was a little child, I used to Google myself, but Henny Balkis, I was <laughs> waiting for, for an answer. And over the years, obviously, uh, Google Google's search engine got be- bigger and better. And uh, it actually started picking up profile pictures. Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram whatever you had. If you had that name or that handle, 100%. it'd pick it up. But what if I told you, or what if Omni and I told you, hmm. that you can change and basically have a kind of your own Wikipedia I know. type of page? Or even like, you know how we go ahead and we can decide exactly how we want our Facebook profile to look like? Soon enough, this may become the reality of Google. Yeah, and Omni, you know what kind of goodness this brings to as well? What? If you're searching for a job. Mm. Because we all know what LinkedIn does. Yeah. But what if, I mean... It's easier if, if, it's, looking it's up someone easier. on Google. If you want to look up someone and uh, you can just say I'm this and that and I and I have my education is here. And I kind of have a little bit of a feeling that soon enough, uh, Google will be competing with LinkedIn. Oh, that's a very big assumption. That's, because, because <laughs> that's a very big assumption because we all know that LinkedIn tends to be, you know, the professional social media platform. Exactly. But see, with LinkedIn, mm. you search names correct mm. here on google you're gonna search names as well mm. so if i want to know about omnia salah yeah. i'm gonna go i'm not gonna write it on google i'm gonna go to linkedin to write omnia salah mm. but when you have the ease of access to just go to you know, you know nowadays omnia we don't mm. even press google we don't True. even type google which type g yeah and it's already the link is already there. it already tells you that Our predictive <laughs> searches for you whatever it is that you're trying to search so i'll just type omnia salah oh pulse 95 presenter Works in Sharjah, this, this, and that. Studied here. Uh, studied here, this. studied there. Absolutely. Oh, her skills, that's her skills. Oh, she likes to, to play with this and that. And this then gives the recruiter or whoever mm. just that kind of ease of access. And he didn't, he or she didn't have to go on LinkedIn, didn't have to subscribe, didn't have to pay money mm. to have that full access profile. 100%. And this is what Google is calling people cards. Now, Using this new feature, you'll basically be able to create your very own profile on a platform that is literally used by billions and billions of people on a day-to-day basis. You can specify what your job is, write down links to your social media platforms, a brief bio, and so much more. And with one click, you will actually appear directly in the Google search results. And this is basically what celebrities and many businesses tend to experience on a day-to-day basis. But now, every regular person will be able to experience that as well. As far as of now, it's being tested in India and using the English language. But soon enough, it may become a feature that we see worldwide. And speaking about regular people... (laughs) We don't have a regular, have a regular person, person in the studio. We have Omar Adouri from the Halftime Show. The only place to be at, at three. <laughs> and we got five minutes left. Omar, so run as quick and easy. What's happening today on the Halftime Show? Right. Topic of the day. Today we're asking uh, the listeners what they think. Is it better to lose against a big team or to win against a small team? And that mm. could be in any sport whatsoever but the idea is it's character building so when you lose a big game sometimes you take away a lot of things from it and sometimes when you keep winning you don't realize the characters you have in the dressing room so that's one of the topics today we're talking about europe in football we're talking about motivation as well under the new circumstances a lot of people are very lucky to still have jobs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the motivation factor has changed and through that 
we see things in a different perspective. Now, instead of people asking for salary raises and etc., they're more careful and mindful of having their job. So that's what we're doing. Man, his questions always leave you thinking. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? What did he just say? <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to kind of jump jump um, before the listeners and, and, and reply to your first question. Jump, honey. Which was, would you rather lose to a small, t- uh, would you rather big lose game. to a big team or to or win, win against a small, a small team? Hmm. So I would rather lose to a big team because that big team obviously will end up winning. So in that bracket, I'd be mm. like, hey, Hani did lose to Madrid, for example. But we all know how good Madrid is. <laughs> but people, they always like to minimize your accomplishments. So if you won against a small team, oh, it's, it's a small team. Who cares? But you never know what you could learn from a small team. That as well, Omnia. Small sometimes and teaches you so much more than big does. And that's why Omar is asking you guys today. <laughs> and that's why it will become a debate. Go and send I'm, in your thoughts. 4215. Great questions, yeah, honestly. And, and Omar is live on Instagram, so you can have actually a kind of one-on-one with him. And you, you, he can shout out your questions and your answers on air. Absolutely. 4215, if you want to tune into Omar as well, make sure you keep Pulse95 locked. But we will see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.